check, check, white check. show presented by NFAB is live on the air live from Las Vegas round seven of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship Series is coming up this weekend back at Southwick the wick is back wow that's pretty cool let's see Southwick Utah Southwick Utah yeah Southwick's better Great change by the folks at uh, MX Sports that uh, run these nationals. Southwick is back, a, a true sand track. Oh, no, maybe not what the Euros would call true sand track, but good enough for me. Looking forward to that. That's going to be great. The 250 series is heating up. Cooper Webb just grabbed the points lead, and uh, that should be interesting to talk about and see what goes on. 450s, there's nothing to talk about the 450s. Kenny Roxon's running away with this thing. I guess the third spot is still open. We can talk about the third spot. Uh, Marvin, Muskan, Justin Barsha, and Brock Tickle. Two podiums in a row for Tick. So maybe those guys can do it. What do you think? 702-586-7857. Give us a call here on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. And, of course, Fly Racing, the nation's leading gear out there, uh, the, the original stretch, fa- stretch fabric race where their third generation light hydrogen line, that's probably the, the stuff they're going to wear this weekend at Southwick, it continues to lead the way in lightweight, minimalist racewear design with input from the fly guys like Canard and Short and uh, Pike. Uh, the designers have created non-restrictive minimalist racewear that eliminates non-essential features, replaces them with high-end breathable fabric uh, and the great guys at flyracing.com. Come on board with the show. We're going to give away a Neat Freak backpack today. A Fly Race, a Neat, neat Freak backpack that, uh, ah, just a random caller. It's 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. couple lines still open. Give us a call what you th- want to talk about. Seven, uh, round seven this weekend. Six rounds down. Halfway through the series. What's on your mind? Give us a call. Uh, NFAB, customize your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the market-leading design and style from NFAB. Of course, the NFAB guys are a big part of the JGR effort and the uh, NFAB Ampro Yamaha Off-Road Team. Title sponsor of that thing. Randy Hawkins deal going on out there. Uh, to find out where to buy NFAB products, visit n-fab.com, uh, at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and Twitter to see what they're doing. They got light mounts, they got bumpers, they got uh, steps. Uh, the folks at NFAB always have uh, taken things to the next level. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Jason Thomas will be on. Shocking. Uh, Jason Thomas will be on to talk a little bit of Southwick. And uh, he's from Fly Racing, of course, and Racer X Online. And also our uh, our new guy, uh, multi-time AMA Supercross Motocross Champion, Jeff Emick. Fro, coming on. Big deal for Fro. He's the Husqvarna brand ambassador. Just announced today. Check him out. Be weird to see uh, the number 47 not on green, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to get the scoop from Fro on what uh, what happened there and what went on. And it uh, should be interesting to see. And, and we'll get his thoughts on Southwick, too, because uh, he's been there. He's won there. He knows the place. And uh, I think everybody agrees that it's good to be back at Southwick. So, uh, yeah, should be fun. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. He's uh, still upset about Ryan Dungey's injury. But uh, his spirits were picked up with Ryan Dungey nude photo shoot for ESPN Magazine. <laughs> What's up, tits? <laughs> Hi, Steve. You cream your jeans with the uh, Dungey body issue thing? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. I thought it was pretty cool. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Good job for yeah. Dunge to do that. Good job for ESPN to do that, to think about Dunge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Good job for Dunn's riding on a like a gripped rib to seat cover with his uh, nutsack there. Yeah, he good was, job by that. Looked like his legit race bike. Yeah, um, that would hurt. I think. I don't know. Depends how fast you were going. Yeah. But, um, I had a couple people on my Twitter be like, "That's super weird," and I'm like, well, "How could he ever do such a thing?" Yeah. Like seriously, if you're up, if you're uptight about that photo shoot, or you think it was like not cool, or or, or we like get a life, man. It's somebody's naked body. You don't even see his uh, twig and berries. It's true. You barely even see his nipples. Yeah. Not, like, that, I, not that I noticed. but <laughs> Not uh, that I looked at all. <laughs> but, I mean, that's great for the sport. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Good for Dunge for doing it. Remember, he did the naked uh, boot ad, too. The, the copy that. of the yeah. RJ ad. Vaguely. Our buddy Moser has broken down nudity and moto on pulpamex.com. I, I, I don't read his stuff, but I... I you don't uh, read his stuff? I don't, so surprisingly. Um, well, but, of course, he included a picture of himself writing yes. in there yeah, as well. Yeah, no, he had to. He yeah, had to. of course. Uh, but uh, I think it's awesome. Now, I think it's uh, um, good to see and good to have uh, our sport exposure. Um, so props to ESPN and Dungy for doing that. Uh, I'm, I got a text from somebody yesterday that said, I thought he had a broken neck. And I'm like, well, I would hope that was done a long time ago. I don't think it would be done recently. Maybe, though. I don't know. Um, you know, who knows? So uh, I wouldn't think so. And I wouldn't look for Dungeon to come back anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, he's in, the, he's in the ESPN body issues. Good job with a bunch of other uh, high-level, very important athletes. So so we went on the uh, Racer X podcast on Monday reviewing um, what happened at Red Bud. And, um, I, I mean, I don't think... I don't know for sure that uh, Joe, Cooper Webb is going to win this 250 title. Obviously, I don't know. But I am, if I had to bet, and if someone asked me what do I think is going to happen, I don't think Cooper Webb loses this lead. I really don't. Props to Cooper for toughing it out with a wrist injury that all of us thought would cause him to be have to pull out of the series, uh, but it didn't. He struggled a little bit in the second motors. He wasn't practicing during the week much. He wasn't getting much done. And lo and behold, the off week helped. Getting back practicing during the week helped, and now Cooper Webb's your points uh, leader, series leader, and um, that's, that's good for um, good for him, good for the team, and uh, I like his odds to hold on to this. I really do. Savachi's been incredible. Savachi's like the total package of uh, speed and fitness and, and good bike and good team, but Webb's a special elite talent who, I mean, I don't think it's that bold to say I could see Cooper Webb winning a 450 Supercross championship down the line. He's that good. He's going to be that good. He's going to get paid a lot of money to be that good. And this is sort of what those types of guys do. And uh, toughing it out with a wrist injury and uh, now won two straight nationals, won three out of the last four motos. He's got the points lead. So I think there'll be some ups and downs from here, but I definitely like Cooper Webb's ability to hold on to this lead. Um, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Uh, if you're on hold, we'll get to you shortly. Uh, first up, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's going on? The Ryan Dungey ESPN body issue thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's cool, right? Good to see. Good exposure for yeah. our sport and, and good for Dunge for doing it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, I can understand if, um, you know, I could understand Lindsay may be getting a little upset of all the jealousy because there's some thirsty people commenting on social media but uh other than that i thought it was great that's but, really really cool exposure for our sport they're, they're like on dunge's own instagram you mean yeah oh okay yeah. Yeah. very inappropriate comments being made <laughs> that's all right some that's, these, what, that's what girls on social media do some of these fathers should really step up and monitor these girls accounts if they ever looked on kenny roxon or ryan dungey or justin bieber or Insert any you know pol- yeah, uh, sports yeah. icon. Yeah. There are some incredibly inappropriate things mentioned. That's all right though. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. It's good that uh, I don't know. Like, Dunch agent still IMG guy? Is that still? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I, I don't know if that's where it all comes from. Like IMG saying, "Hey, let's get this Dunge guy in it," or, or or ESPN's idea to think outside the box. But really cool. Well, I think uh, you know. I, I think part of it comes from uh, like Wheaties is a Minnesota company, I believe. And I think that that helped him a lot. I think that helped open a lot of eyes up, uh-huh. too. Um, right. Well, I mean, you know, that's a pretty mainstream thing to have happen. Yeah. Let's not forget so. Pastrana and his wife were on on a dirt exactly, bike, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They, they, were already, they already had some exposure to that with, with motocross with Pastrana. So. Do you look at Dunge? Uh, I don't look at Dunge. Okay. Hold on. Let's, let's Do you start look- there. I don't look at Dunge. You know, our, your producer of this show might, but I don't. Yeah, he, he, he broke down the photos for us before we got you on the phone. Oh, um, perfect. 
You uh, do you look down on him though for wearing boots? Like what a pussy! I don't look down <laughs> on many people at all because I'm I'm not the tallest um, gentleman. If you really want to go naked, dish the boots, Dunge. <laughs> now what do you got? Now what do you got? Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's just no way, no matter what. I'm not going and doing wheelies or doing anything on a dirt bike without boots on. I'm just not. If you're, uh, if you're, if he's a fly racing athlete, Dunge, and he's taking that photo shoot, um, you're pumped because you do get the boots in. You're nothing yeah, else, but you yeah, do get absolutely. the boots in. For sure. So. Yeah. I mean, that uh, you, you'll take anything at that point because you're getting all this mainstream exposure. In one photo, you got jeans, and the other one, you got naked. So Fox has got to be just, you know, like what do we have to do here to get our <laughs> right, gear right. on this guy? Yeah, but. exactly. Right, He's everything but our in our gear. Um, <laughs> hey, so Southwick is back, and this is this is awesome, right? I mean, this is a cool uh, look. I'm jaded because I got to fly acro- literally across the country. Uh, tomorrow, a long-ass day of flying to get out there. But uh, it's cool to be back. Um, the series needs a different type of soil out there. Uh, sand, it's not Vulcan Swat, it's not Lomo, but we'll take it. It's American Sand Track, and um, we need that in our series, and we need the wick back. And this is, this is I dare anybody to find anything negative about the wick coming back. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a pretty cool thing. You know, I was never... I was never that pumped on Southwick when I raced it. I, it was just another track. Like, it wasn't a favorite of mine or anything. Um, but I do think it's a really special event, uh, especially for for spectators, for people that, you know, that's their event. You know, for the Northeast, we all know how passionate these guys are about their sports teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything that's from New England, these people go crazy for. So to have an event taken away was a really, really bitter pill to swallow for them. And, you know, it's such an iconic event like Southwick. And then now to get it back, I, I can't even imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like uh, this weekend. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, and uh, and the Keith Johnson down Dowd working on it. So they'll, you know, they yeah, kind of know cool. what's going on. That's yeah, really cool. Um, Are they a part of um, the ownership? Like the ownership is, I don't think is, so. Grandal owns the the property now, or he's or leaseholder. Yeah, no, I think the town still owns it, but he's the leaseholder. Yeah, he owns okay. the lease of the track. So or he's whatever, just paying so. them to yeah, to yeah. Get I don't the event going think I think the town still the legion still holds on to the the land and everything. Right. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Why did you not like Southwick? You're a Florida guy. You spent uh, eight million hours at Croom, um, among other sand tracks in Florida. Why Why didn't you? It wasn't enjoy that it? I disliked it. I just uh, there there were a few tracks that I loved like Bud's Creek and Redbud and Millville. Southwick wasn't one that I hated by any means. Unadilla was one I hated. Um, Southwick was not one I hated. I just you know it was just a really tough day. You had to deal with the local guys that were incredibly good. That you know the, the sport was already hard enough with your normal guys that are there week to week, and then you throw in five or ten guys that are just specialists at this race that you know make it really hard to get a good result. And then on top of that, you just beat the hell out of yourself all day long. You know, it's just not a, yeah. it's just not a real pleasant race because it's so tough and rough. But you know, that's that's just part of the sport. And and I'm sure on some level everybody feels that way. Um, but that's what we signed up for. That's what we're out there for. It's uh, narrow and tighter than you think. First time you go there. Yeah, and I looked at a few pictures um, that uh, you know have been posted today from press day and stuff like that, and, and they've got some new sections in it that looked a little tight, and I saw a couple trees here and there. So I'm interested to see how that kind of shapes up um, to see how much they actually change of the course and, and where it kind of you know weaves in and out of. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, talking to Dowdy, they were saying that they widened some spots, um, which I'm like, yeah, you kind of needed to. But Yeah, and it... Honestly, the last few years I raced there, I didn't feel it was all that narrow. I felt like they did a pretty good job with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the uh, Buckley berm was pretty narrow down in there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of tight. Um, but I tell you what, back in the late '90s, when you went down into like the the frog pond and all that, yeah. there were some scary sections back then. <laughs> that that was that made you a little nervous uh, because you were really close to trees and and basically if you went off into the pond back there, I mean, you know, bad yeah. things could happen. <laughs> yeah, probably still still back there. Um, Ascot Sheik, that's where he hit the tree. Yeah. Frog yeah. Pond. Um, good news for Tomac. He's really good at Southwick. Bad news for Tomac. Kenny's good, too. <laughs> really, I mean, yeah, that I think, boils uh, down to, I think. They're, they're both, I predict huge leads again this weekend from both those guys. Yeah, I've been getting, uh, you know, a lot of feedback on stuff about how <clears throat> just how good Tomac is at this race, and I've kind of been firing back with, yeah, uh, have you guys not seen Kenny ride the sand? And maybe they haven't. You know, we don't have, we don't have any real sand races anymore um, other than Southwick. And 
they probably didn't pay attention when Kenny was racing the GP series, you know, in the limited time that he did. Uh, but this guy knows how to ride sand. This will not be just a huge Tomac advantage by any means. And if Eli does get a win, it won't be because Eli or that uh, Kenny is not good in the sand. I can promise you that. So I think it'll be kind of the status quo. I think both of them ride the sand very well. Uh, and honestly, just from what I've seen, I think Kenny will win again. Probably, right? Um, Tomac starts have been better and all that. But, yeah, you got, last time they raced Southwick, 2013, Tomac goes 1-2. Kenny goes 3-1. So, right. uh, Baggett, beat, Baggett got in the middle of him uh, in 13. But um, I would imagine, I don't remember that day outside of, that might be the day Eli was on fire in the second half of the moto. Um, but um, Well, Kenny, really Kenny cool. or I'm sorry, uh, Eli made the pass and then hit the, the, the tree? tree with his handlebars in, his, in the Buckley berm down there. Yeah, but then, did, so. so he got up and, or, Ken, or no, Kenny beat him. That was the moto that Kenny beat him. Yeah, know, but yeah. You've, you've got to also remember, you know, that was the year that, you know, Eli just went out and straight up beat Kenny. And he was just better than Kenny, you know, that year, yeah, yeah. Um, all year long. And they've kind of flip-flopped a bit uh, from that this year where Kenny's just a better guy right now. So I don't personally see Eli just being able to make up this huge margin that, that Kenny's had. Uh, I think the temperatures, you know, the high on Saturday is supposed to be 75 I think that plays into Kenny's hands more than anyone else. Yeah, with some um, rain, possibly rain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think that's great conditions for Kenny uh, to kind of keep the ball rolling. The third spot, Tickle's got third two weeks in a row. Been riding great. I really like it. Marvin's got third in the points. Um, and Barsha, is, I think he, he's won Southwick before back on the 250 days. And uh, um, so Beat Dunge. Yeah, so it should be good racing this weekend for that third spot again. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, uh, you know, I was watching uh, the last, you know, 2013 event there in Barsha, and all these guys were still in the 250 class. That's that's what was fun about it. You know, every contender from Muscan to Barsha to Tomac to Roxon, uh, these guys were all still in the 250s. So it's going to be interesting. You know, these guys haven't raced it on a 450. Uh, and I know that's not a huge change, but it, it will be different. Um, the 250s and the 450s are just, they're just a different level of aggression. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, that was honestly the first race that Barsha ever um, kind of got his gear sponsor was through Jeff Emig at Southwick. So he has a lot of history there. He used to race there quite a bit. And uh, I, I know he's obviously, you know, fighting for that podium. Mm-hmm. I think Tickle will be good, too. Tickle rides really, really well in the sand. And he's, his fitness is, you know, uh, I think one of the best in the class. So <clears throat> there's a lot of guys with a lot of reasons to think this is going to be a great weekend for them. And I have this feeling, and I don't have really any facts to base it on, which is nothing new for me, but I have this feeling that Porcel is going to step up this weekend. I think he's pretty good at, you think so? at Southwick. Yeah. And I just I see Porcel being a type of dude to be like, uh, ah, these guys are injured. I can get third and make some bonus money. Here I go. I think that if you get some rain and the track gets you know ruddy and slows down some, I think that will play into Purcell's hands, where he can he can use his you know technical skills, mm-hmm. find fast ways to go around the track. Um, I think that will help him because if Southwick's dry, it doesn't rain at all. Uh, the track is very very fast, and it's almost you know you really don't let off very much mm-hmm. uh, all the way around it. And I don't really think that's Purcell's style. You know, I think the 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 slower the track is and the more right. difficult it is to go fast, I think that really helps him. So he'll probably hope, be hoping for a bit of moisture and, and just to make the track a little bit more technical than it, than it will be otherwise. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We're giving away a Fly Racing Neat Freak backpack. Tits, you probably have one of these backpacks, don't you? This is actually one of the few things that I don't have. You do not have? I don't have Wow. One, no. Shocking. Okay. There's not many things that I don't have, right. and this is one of them. Okay. Do you have the ESPN body issue? No, not yet. Okay. Do you have access to Ryan Dungey's Instagram? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so we're giving away out of way to a lucky caller who uh, calls in and, uh, I don't know, asks us a good question. So, yeah, please give us a call. We've got a few lines open. Uh, 250 class, JT. I This is uh, Martin Brothers are good in the sand. Alex got third here uh, a few years ago. I think at the year that Swanepoel one so it was wet and rainy and and crappy all day long which may may turn out to be the the conditions this weekend but the martin brothers got to make something happen 
this weekend. They Savachi and Webb can't go out and uh, and beat them. Uh, I predict something happens with Martin Brothers this weekend. I, one of them does good. I, I I like one of them for the win. I just don't know which one yet. I think, but I do feel like practicing at Millville. They've got a sand track down the road as well. Um, mm-hmm. One of them will step up. I have both of them going one two. Oh okay. All right. So I haven't decided which goes one and which goes two, but I like Martin's to go one and two. All right, so we're sort of on the uh, sort of on the same page there. Yeah, I, you know, right. Alex got on the podium here uh, when he was on eleven ten, two thousand eleven. So he's clearly good at this track, and as you said, their background is in the sand. They, I think they feel more comfortable in the sand than anywhere else. Um, you know, even going back to the the J Mart videos, uh, you know, earlier this season that Johnny O'Mara was posting, uh, these guys ride in the sand a lot, so. Mm-hmm. I think they're looking, and you know, they probably have two races circled uh, on the calendar, which is this one, and, and of course their home race at Millville, where they know that they have to go out and win, uh, or their brother has to win uh, to have any chance of this thing. They have to make up points, and you have to capitalize on the events that you're strong at. And if they don't, if neither of them step up and they get beat by Cooper and Savachi again, uh, it's over. It's, it's over as far as the championship goes. And it may be anyway, but it's definitely over if they can't do it here or yeah. at Millville. Uh, 243, Webb has 209, J-Mart, and 198 for Alex in points. So, I mean, Alex is looking at uh, 45 points, almost a full uh, a day of racing um, in, in, the, in the gaps. Here's the thing. Jeremy Martin has uh, led 23 laps. Alex has led 27 J-Mart has two moto wins. Alex has none, of course. Alex does have an overall win. The points standings show Jeremy Martin ahead of Alex. The moto wins is Jeremy Martin's ahead of Alex. But I'll I'll tell you what, going through to the first six rounds, Alex has been better than Jeremy. He really has been. He has, consistently. I mean, he's passed his brother time and time again. So uh, I don't think the, the, the gap between them is very big at all. But if you if they're side by side with with one lap to go, you've got to like Alex right now, which is just crazy to think. And it's that's no you know insult to Alex when you're talking about the guy that's the two time reigning champ. Uh, but it's you have to. I mean, Alex has proven, I would say, a dozen times a season that he can pass his brother. You know, when when the yeah. he has to. Yeah, the the um, the J Mart thing is is strange. I talk to people behind the scenes and. They insist he has nothing wrong with him. He's just tired. He trains so hard, that is so much. something wrong with you. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, Having being being well, perpetually tired when you're resting that is some that's something wrong. So, yeah. I mean, there may be he, you know maybe he doesn't have something like as far as like very dangerous for him yeah. wrong, but that is a symptom of some sort of um, you know. Yeah, illness just, or virus or something. Something is wrong if you're tired all the time. That's, they can't just say, "Oh, he's just tired." No, no. Yeah, he's if just. You say, if you do the proper rest, you should come back to 100. percent And he's that, tried. I guess. I guess he's tried the rest. He's done right, nothing. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. a sign and a, you know, uh, telltale sign that something is wrong. You know. Is this a case where having a trainer, you know, uh, would help? I mean, Alex, Jeremy knows to go get a blood work and have somebody interpret it and then have someone follow up with the results and have someone subscribe a, uh, a plan to get better, right? I mean, it, it, I mean, you never know because these guys are such kids and sometimes you just shake your head at things. Um, but, God, you would think Jamar has enough on his head that he's figuring all this stuff out, right? I mean, if you have a trainer, that's their job and that's what you pay them for. But without anybody, I would hope Jamar's taking care of this. Yeah, I, w- I would assume that he has gone and had tests done because to find out, you but, know, what exactly is where he's deficient or what's going on. But sometimes, man, I, you know, I just went off about how there is something wrong. But on the other side of that coin, look at, you know, look at Ken Roxon's seasons before this year where he just fell off in the middle of the season. And there was no reason, no rhyme or reason to it. He was just not as good and not as strong. So I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think if anyone could kind of bottle that, you know, recipe yeah. for being strong year round, um, you'd make a lot of money. And Halden Baker's probably made a lot of money figuring that out. Well, but uh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes there, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And um, you, you're hoping that science can tell you exactly what's going on. But sometimes everybody just kind of looks at each other and is like, huh, well, he's just not very good, not very strong right now. The only reason I say these things is because we've seen it time and time again, and maybe the most recently, like uh, with Stu. You would think someone would fill out this TUE. He's on something that's banned. He needs a TUE that he can easily get uh, with a doctor's note, and yet nothing happened. 
and you just go look around at this million dollar operation and Jmart's in that class millions of dollars mm-hmm. at stake and you go why didn't someone do that and so when you look at Jmart you're like why doesn't someone take the kid in for blood work you know that's all yeah I don't buy that he hasn't had anything done I, I just can't buy no that. no no I, I don't know I'm just saying I, I wonder I hope but God ha- you know has to have, you know. has to have there's a lot of smart people around and even I mean just yourself you're like I don't feel right I'm not the same guy I've been the last two years you know the it's you can have answers in and you know a couple of days so i would i just i can't buy it that he hasn't had anything looked at or anything done or seen any specialists or do anything if he has not seen anyone that's just a travesty like it's just <laughs> that's embarrassing uh we're doing the nfab uh racer x fantasy moto pod later today but what are who do you look for that could possibly uh do well um uh, you know, like outside of the normal box. Like, are there any couple of privateer guys or dudes that you think are going to be pretty good? Yeah, there's a few guys. Um, basically, you know, the easiest way to go about this, find any guys that have been qualifying regularly and then cross-examine that with anyone who's from New England, and then there's your guys that could probably stand out this weekend. <laughs> like Jason no. Brooks, maybe? Maybe Jason Brooks? Yeah, Jason Brooks. Um, but basically, you know, any of those guys that are – that spent their, you know, lives growing up in, in the Northeast because Southwick is a part of your life when you race up there, especially if you're, mm-hmm. you know, it goes without saying if you're in NESC. Um, but, you know, those guys ride on this track 16 times a year in the NESC. Uh, the last time I looked at their schedule anyway, there were 16 rounds at Southwick a year. Uh, and you got to think they don't race there year-round because it's too cold. So yeah, that's yeah. a lot of racing at one track. Yeah. And uh, they just get dialed in, you know, and the surface is different. It it takes time to get used to, to how Southwick is because, you know, as we've talked about all week, it's, it's not your typical sand track. It's hard underneath it. And if you just get in there and get crazy aggressive, you spin everywhere. You know, the, the, the hardness kind of runs into the berms and you have to stay in the berms and, and, you know, learn how to ride with uh, the sand. And then the, the bumps are so sharp too, compared to, you know, a track like anything, typical sand like if you grew up in florida you'd never see any sand like that because the bumps are so much harder and there's you know square edge bumps on a sand track which is really strange yeah uh kyle what's going on welcome to the fly race and moto 60 show what's happening hey uh i wanted to call while jt was on the line um the project guys that new gear they're wearing i think it has like um some kind of japanese Writing on the jerseys. I don't know if there was the Fox stuff. If it, the yeah, the, uh, I haven't noticed. I it, yeah, I don't know if it does. If there's some kind of story, or if it says something. Yeah, it, uh, it actually translates it? into fly racing. Wow, who knew? It actually oh, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. It uh, doesn't. It doesn't. But that would be awesome if it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe it's um. Yeah, who know? Maybe it's Fox Racing in Japanese. I don't know. I've no, seen it's it. All their, it. It is on all their the stuff that's out now. Like the even the. Press video that just released a few minutes ago of Sabachi writing. That's the stuff he has on. Oh, okay. He has yeah. a bunch of Japanese writing. Oh, well, maybe we can ask for all. Shift, I know. Shift, but Fox will. Yeah. So. Well, that was it. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. All right. See you. Uh, Fly Racing's Trey Kennard, JT, status for the weekend. Do we know? Uh, married, I think. I think still married. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's no complicated. Problem. It's complicated. Um, uh, no, I, I think he's just trying to sort out the um i think he's just having a hard time holding on like yeah. his back problems are causing losing grip strength and he doesn't want to race until he knows for 100 percent that he's going to have grip strength the whole moto because right. he doesn't want to waste everyone's time so yeah so he's out though you, you would think he's out for yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh week-to-week basis for uh for trey um and then as far as uh, uh the 450 class back to the 40 class uh Stu is on a week-to-week basis as well um Bichelli is doing a nice job though Really good job by Matt. Do you have any more updates? Because from what Renee said, hopefully he races this weekend. Heard any more? Nothing? No, anything? I haven't heard. No. I know you're on Team Stu. So. I think I've been kicked off of Team Stu. So. Oh, you got booted? I don't know. Maybe not. I think because you guys used to text each other. Yeah, long time. Long time text. Long time, long time no text. Uh, right. GoPro called me. They want to use some some podcast of me talking about Stu for some GoPro video about Stu. And um, I'm just hoping it's good. I don't know. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be some of me, some of you. Uh, I have a feeling because I feel like every time we talk about Stu, it's us battling and 
uh, maybe making fun uh, of him. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I should tell him forget it then, because they asked what I would want, and I'm like, I, I, they're like, maybe we can give you a camera. I'm like, I don't know. How about you just don't make me look like an idiot? Where, like, I say something like, I can never see Stu on the box again, and then smash cut to Stu on the box. Right? <laughs> like, that's just how these people do it, right? So, um, Pretty much, yeah. I, you've got to know that the stances you take, that if they want to use footage from you to pump Stu up, that it's going to portray the show as talking crap. I don't know. That's just how it's going to be. Right. <sighs> I gotta deal with it. Uh, Tyler Bowers. I think, I think you gotta do it, though. Well, I think you gotta do it. I don't know. This is no any publicity is good publicity. Is that what they yes. say? Right. Yes. Um, yep. FlyRacing.com and N-Fab.com, proud sponsors of the show, and uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing is on right now. Jeff Emig coming up. Husqvarna brand ambassador. Jeff Emig coming up right away. Uh, Tyler Bowers performance. JT sixteen uh, twenty on the factory Cowie. Where are we at on that? I think that's what we expected. You know, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it was anything stellar, you know, but I don't think anybody expected anything, you know, incredible either. So uh, he got a bike on the track. He got points both motos. Uh, I'm sure he was, you know, probably pretty tired and beat up and sore and all that stuff. So uh, I think, you know, he'll get slowly get better. But, if it, you know, if anybody's expecting him to go out there and get top tens, you know, I think that's pretty far-fetched and, and a little foolish, but um, for what they needed, somebody just to get out there and have another bike on the track, they're accomplishing that. I think it's funny when these teams tell me about, like, who are we going to fill in that can do anything? And I'm like, yeah, you got a point there. And other times it's like, we don't care. We just got to get a bike on the track for Monster or Rockstar. Well, yeah, it's it's contractual. I mean, sometimes, Uh you know, like, I know Forrest has been in spots where he's just like, I will put anyone on the bike, you know. And then (laughs) there's other times where he's in a pretty good spot with he has a bunch of, you know, because it's always about races. You have yeah, to fill yeah. X number of races or a percentage of the season. And yeah. if you have five races to spare, they're like, eh, I'll be good for a little while. But if you're on that bubble, then you're like, just find anyone. Go to the Seven <laughs> Eleven, get the cashier, put a close sign on the door, and get them over here. I'll put them in gear right now. Yeah, you know, like, can, anybody. Can they make the night show? Um, right. All right, JT. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us. Uh, enjoy your weekend off once again uh, at Southwick. And uh, anything else you want to promote or pump up? Your ride day, um, Glen Helen USGP ride day with Jason Thomas, DirtDreams.net. I will not be at Glen Helen. So um, if you want to pump up the GP at Glen Helen, that's no. your prerogative. Aren't you, isn't that where your ride day is, after the GP? No, well, it's after that at U- in oh. Utah. Okay, yeah. you go to the GP, then you come to Utah, right? They will be going to the GP, yeah. uh, and then I will be meeting them in Utah, yes. Okay. You're so really you miss, and Giuseppe will you be You are really going to miss out on a great race. The GP. You and Giuseppe will be growing down, and it will be 117 degrees. And you're going to have a great time. Yeah, well, that'll be fantastic. All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. See you. Please. Fly Racing, uh, Jason Thomas on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB, 702-586-7857. Still looking to give away a Fly Racing Neat Freak backpack to a lucky caller. But for now, uh, we're lucky to have on uh, this man. He's multi-time AMA uh, Supercross Motocross Champion. Just announced today, Husqvarna USA brand ambassador. He is Jeff Emig. What's up, Fro? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm just uh, actually really excited that the, we're able to announce this deal with Husqvarna USA. So yeah, I've been sitting I've been sitting on it for a few weeks now. What uh, what uh, came about it? How did it work? What what who who approached to? What what are you what are you doing for them? Um. So we we really started talks. I mean, initially to me, I've I've really been. Uh, Sort of, uh, in, I mean, not sort of, but I. Ever since Husky uh, rebranded everything, um, I was really impressed with a lot of their marketing materials and their advertising and kind of their their whole brand image. Mm-hmm. So, and this has been for a couple of years, you know. And uh, my deal at Kawasaki had been changing, obviously, and uh, things just started to come together when uh, John Eric. John Eric Burleson, who's the president of um, Husqvarna and KTM uh, North America, talked to me about this opportunity with um, this new entity that they were forming. And uh, so I came into the office and met with him and Mark Blackwell and mm-hmm. Jenna Parker and everyone at, uh, at you know on the team there at Husky. And um, they informed me about this this idea to form the United States Motorcycle Coaching Alliance, which um, 
um, I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting. What's the what's the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so after after a couple of meetings, um, it really seemed to fit where I'm at in the trajectory of my career and 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 what I want to do personally to, you know, continue with my legacy in the industry is the light bulb just went off and and there's a really really cool opportunity for me personally um, to be involved in something that I. I feel like has the potential to be monumental in the sport of motorcycling on road, off road. So there's a lot to be formed with this, uh, 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 you know, USMCA mm-hmm. and what's going to happen with that in the future. We're really at the infancy of all of that. Um, so that was that was something that's just completely new, uh, something that is really attractive to me. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I feel that uh, the Husqvarna brand, the bikes they're building, the teams that they're putting together, the image, you know, everything is just awesome. And and so um, it just seemed like uh, the right time to make a move from uh, Kawasaki. Yeah, it's going to be weird not to see the 47 Emig on a green bike. But uh, at the same time, like you said, the Husky guys are uh, they're making great bikes. They're going to separate a little bit more from KTM as the years mm-hmm. go on. And um, there's no doubt with Anderson and, and Osborne and – Purcell and Davalos, they're, they're a racing team. They're very strong. So um, I saw you on a two-stroke on the uh, on the PR. Uh, are you going to ride a little bit more of those, you think? Or does it really matter? Can you ride whatever you want? Yeah, yeah, I can ride whatever I want. Uh, um, I've chosen the first bike I'm gonna, that I'm actually going to get from them, I'm going to ride uh, tomorrow, uh, will be the, uh, the brand-new TC250. So I had a chance to ride that when I did photos with Simon Cudby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, what a, what a difference the 450 and the 250 is right and uh but sure. after you ride it for five minutes and you're you know i haven't ridden anything to 450 basically and you know since 06 i mean right. i rode a 250 four stroke a little bit but it ain't like riding a two stroke you know right um so th- that's one of the things that it, that really drew me to the brand is their commitment to two strokes I could talk for this whole half hour about how, how important I feel that the 125 two-stroke is to our industry globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have time for that. But, you, you know, for me to go from a 450 to a 125 would probably be a pretty big change. But I'm certainly going to work my way there uh, and maybe even do that 125 dream race and all of that stuff later on this year. So uh, the great thing about Husqvarna is that I have the option for, you know, a bunch of different bikes. And uh, whether it's on road or off road, and they've even got some of those new street bikes that are super sick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah there's gonna be a 125 Dream Race at Washougal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really I cool. Got, I, I got to get that going. So I haven't ridden a 125 since like 90, 94. So that's where you made. That's right. That's where you made your your pro debut. And it was white. It was white. <laughs> that's a good uh, point, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like we have to draw any sort of connection to make anything. I know, you right? Know, okay, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, no. Hey, congrats on this deal. I think it's gonna be really cool. Uh, should be interesting yep. to see what you do. I, I'm more interested in this USMCA thing, Motorcycle Coaching Association. That, as you stated, it's still in its infancy. Um, but yeah, that should be pretty cool. It should be something that something that you can really embrace. With you know, you've done you've done the RCUs. You uh, you're the voice of Supercross analysts. So um, you know, you just not no stranger to meeting people and teaching them how to ride motorcycles. Well, it, I mean, for me, it's more so on 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 the leadership side and building the structure for the uh, for the uh, coaching alliance because you know a lot of our uh, coaching. Um, here in the U.S., whether it's on-road, off-road, is really fragmented. And so the, you know, make sure I get all my wording proper here, but, you know, we really want to professionalize and centralize um, coaching and from the beginner level to the pro level to where that there's a centralized place that you can go, mm-hmm. find qualified, uh, credible coaches, you know, instead of just, hey, yeah, there's this guy over here. You know, you pay him seventy-five bucks, and he'll train your kid. You know, so and I'm I'm not knocking the talent that those individuals have. I'm just saying that there's just not a good structure in place. And so, for entry level or you know riders, for new riders, mm-hmm. for uh, beginner novice level riders that that want to get better, and where do I go? That's the thing. So, so to to make that 
that entry barrier easy, easier for somebody that's never rode a motorcycle. And then also, if you're on the lower uh, spectrum, the beginner novice, how do I get better so that you keep these customers, these motorcyclists, involved in motorcycling? So, you know, to help people advance, the better that you are, the more interested that you are in it, the more that you want to ride. And, and so there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen with this program in the next year. And uh, I'm just really pleased that uh, that the individuals um, identified me as somebody that they think that could uh, provide some leadership and, and be the voice of the um, alliance. Yeah, no, it's cool. Good deal. Uh, talking about nationals coming up round seven this weekend, Lucas Oil MA Pro Motocross Series. Southwick is back, bro. And I don't. The I, Wick. I defy anybody to say anything bad about this decision to bring this track back on the circuit. We need some different soil. It's not a Lomo Varkenswad sand track, but it is all we got. And uh, it's a great track. And it's, it is motocross. The fans are passionate. This race as a whole coming back, Fro, this is a great thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been up there to uh, Southwick, you know how passionate the fans of New England are about motocross and especially Southwick. I mean, it is literally hallowed ground. There's like, you know, there's like Gettysburg and like, uh, you know, something, yeah. some, you know, the uh, National Cemetery in Washington and then Southwick is like third, you yeah. know, like that's, yeah. and so uh, it, it is a very special place. It's got such a rich history. There's been some amazing races go down there. You know, unfortunately, I had to live at the time period with John Dowd and Doug Henry, right. two of Southwick's greatest. So I had to race against those guys. But I did get a win one time. Yeah, you won once uh, at at uh, Southwick, and so it'd be great to be uh, to have this um, race back on the schedule. And uh, you know, y- you could see that the riders were interested in it too. You know, they're all out riding sand this past week, and mm-hmm. and you know, Instagramming and tweeting about it and whatnot. And so, you know, for once there won't be a hundred and sixty foot triple that they have to clear. They can just beat themselves <laughs> yeah. up for seventy minutes on yeah. Sunday or Saturday afternoon and be happy with it. And fro, it's back in its original direction, the one you grew up racing on. Yeah, well, yeah. I got to ride it both ways. Um, you know, I, I do like it going counterclockwise this way. I think uh, it, it probably just resonates with me personally about watching videos of riders in the 80s and maybe my first couple of trips there. Um, that's just kind of how the track should flow, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be good. Uh, yep. Tomac hauls ass at, at uh, Southwick, which is good. Uh, the last time he raced Roxon, he won. He went three one, and, and which Rox- is good. So, so you're not a Roxon fan. No, what I'm saying is Roxon hauls ass too in the sand. So this is <laughs> these two guys. I would look for this gap to third to be maybe the greatest gap we've had all year. I really would. I think these two are going to take off with it, and uh, I, I like Kenny to keep it going, um, uh, even though Eli is better. I think that we've reached a threshold with Roxon now where it's like if he went, you know, he won a couple in the beginning, and unfortunately he had that that uh, mechanical that kept him out of the moto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you're like, okay, can he win them all? Like after a while, yeah, okay, it'd be cool if somebody else won. But then you win, you keep winning enough. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's see if he can win out. Keep so, it going, yeah. Um, yeah, and if I'm Tomac and and the, the other competitors, I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm letting this happen. And if Tomac feels like. Southwick is his place, and uh, we are bound to have a great, uh, entertaining race this weekend. What did you, you yourself, race in Southwick? Like, you obviously, you're based in California for the most part, so you would try to find sand, I guess. Uh, how, much, how much of a shock to the system was Southwick for you every year where you're like, hold on, I got to keep it pinned, I got to keep my light, my light on the bike, uh, I'm going to have to set up the bike a little differently, I'm going to hang off the back a little more. Was it a drastic shock to you, or did you adapt to it pretty well? It wasn't a drastic shock, but you definitely have to uh, set the bike up differently, and so that's when you really rely on your team to know where to start um, so that you don't just uh, – waste a bunch of time beating yourself up out at some sand track in the desert or at Wanda or all these different places that we used to ride. Um, you know, I like the fact that it's once a year pretty much that, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you can just go set up, set up for sand. Uh, but getting the bike set up is absolutely critical. It is. And then the rider has to do his part, obviously. But, but if you, 
Like, if you showed up, let's say, with your Supercross suspension, you, I mean, Boxing yeah. would be like 15th. You know, he would get <laughs> smoked. He wouldn't be able to ride the thing. So knowing uh, and try, having knowledgeable technicians on the team that can help get you to the right place where you're not wasting time uh, because there's only, you know, last weekend they raced uh, Red Bud and now it's sand. So yep. you really don't want to switch to the sand setup until this week. So you really don't have that much time to get set up. You know, you got to get the, the rear axle forward. You really got to get the bike to, you know, kind of have that downhill mountain bike sort of stance to it to where mm-hmm. it's low in the back and the front's high. You really want it to be able to wheelie easy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's yeah. let, let, let's get to some phone calls. We got a ton of guys waiting to talk to you. Sean, what's up? Welcome to the uh, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. What's your question? Hey, Steve. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, Sean? Good. Uh, I've been a longtime fan and grew up in Riverside, not too far from where you were. And uh, one of my questions is, and it touches on what you guys mentioned earlier, is there's not very many places for guys to ride anymore, other than the tracks. And if you're in SoCal, it's nice. You got five tracks within 40 minutes of you. But there's no longer the places to ride, the Etiwanda, the flat track, pro track, uh, places in Lake Matthews to go ride anymore. So when you mentioned uh, guys being kind of scared to enter uh, the motorcycle riding kind of phase, buying a 125 or doing anything, the only place that people have to practice now is a track. And a track is, is pretty intimidating. So I feel that the barrier is kind of tough to get in. But then also, yep. um, when you were riding and growing up in the 90s, uh, there was tons of places for you to ride to really hone in your skills, go to Beaumont, go to the hills, and uh, really fine-tune your bike skill. Versus nowadays, you mentioned, uh, guys are paying for their kids to have trainers and do all these programs where they're really losing that, uh, that ride-your-bike skill. And I was wondering what your take was on that and if there's a way to get around that or if... Uh, if tracks are going to be the only way to go. Yeah, good question, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, the thing with uh, the coaching and, and, and things like that is you're, you're really just trying to shortcut, um, you know, experience. And, uh, I mean, I only went to one – I only got coached, you know, specifically like one time by Guy Cooper, and that was when I was on 80s. I spent a week with Guy Cooper. You know, there's certainly plenty of other people around, and my dad, you know, could identify things. But – you know, with the coaching, you're just trying to shortcut some of these things that you might learn naturally, uh, you know, if you just spend a lot of time on the on the seat riding. Um, so I, I do think that they have their place, and, and especially if you find a good one, you know, he, he's going to know how to, you know, coach you at the, at the right speed. Um, as far as when it comes to track, there's no doubt about it that in Southern California – uh, the culture of dirt biking has changed. It's, I mean, look at all of the houses. I mean, look at all of the buildings. I mean, mm-hmm. the weather's amazing here all year long, and so everybody wants to live here. And consequently, this last uh, 15 years, a lot of that riding area that we had back in the 80s and 90s is not available, you know, or it's illegal or it's too close to houses and, and all these things. So that's why I think it's really important for uh, tracks like Milestone, um, Tracks like like Elsinore, uh, you, you know, Paula, that they have the vet track, they have the mini bike track, they have the pro track. I mean, you know, nobody wants to go down to Paula and have Dean Wilson or somebody come flying by, uh, you know, because he's doing motos. And then the next thing you know, you've got this guy and that guy and Jeremy Martin comes railing around and cuts you off, you know, if you're a beginner. So um, that's why I think that the health of these racetracks and the fact that they do offer uh, vet tracks and and mini bike tracks and stuff yeah. is really a, important to the industry. But I would say a lot of these tracks, no, yeah, a lot of these tracks have that. I, I from what I remember from being at them, yeah. there's places to go. Yeah, you know, and I mean, um, um, Rich out there at uh, what used to be Star West, he calls it the West now. Um, I haven't been out there since he flattened all of his Supercross and Arena Cross tracks out for the summer. But you know, you can go out and at different times to some of these tracks like that that are open all the time. And you can find different times that it's, uh, you know, maybe not as intimidating. But I get your point, you know. Yeah. I mean, I want to go ride a track with bigger jumps and, and you know, all of this stuff. But if you were a beginner, you wouldn't want to go do that, you know. So. Uh, hey, Sean, great question. You want a backpack? Uh, sure. All right, okay. stay on hold. We'll get you the backpack, fly race, and neat freak backpack. Uh, thanks for the question, man.
All right, no problem. Thank you. Uh, Tanner, you got a question for Fro about training? Yeah, I was just wondering, like, how Suzuki used to do, like, a training thing where, like, if you bought a bike, you could go to some type of training school. Yeah, Tony D. Right, yeah, Tony D school. Right. Yeah, also, like, RC just did thing, does the thing with, like, Suzuki, where if you win championship on a Suzuki, you go to his house and train. I was wondering mm-hmm. if Fro was going to do anything like that with Husky. Yeah, good question. Fro, what about Fro? Yeah, I mean, I think all the time about ways that I can uh, contribute to the sport, and uh, some ideas that I've, that I've had flying around have been about maybe doing something like, uh, uh, you know, once a month here at one of my local tracks, doing like a free clinic and, you know, or something like that. Um, but, I mean, I, I, you know, I have thoughts about that, but I haven't acted upon it yet. No. But, I, but that's kind of what we're talking about with the United States uh, Motorcycle Coaching Association, or Alliance, excuse me, what, what there could be so much more structure to where that you could go on the website, find your area, hey, what, what is there available? And it's all professionalized. It's all uh, centralized uh, to where that it's not fragmented, and you would know exactly where where to go get coaching uh, for whatever discipline of motorcycling you want. So yeah, for, for have you ever like um, we see Buddy Antonez, your buddy Bud man is around, and uh, mm-hmm. Tim Ferry, uh, the great Tim Ferry, of course. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about doing that? I mean, I imagine you know your your job with Supercross takes you. It doesn't allow you to really kind of no. do that. But has someone, has any riders approached you and been like, "Hey, I want you to help me out"? Or, or you've never really well, done that, huh? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I've, I've taught in start start techniques. I have taught, in, I should taught in myself to go to school. Um, <laughs> I have taught starting technique to a number of pro riders. Um, I just never really felt like that. I had the time that it takes to dedicate to that. Right. Uh, specific, uh, specifically, Ferry is really good with his riders. Budman is his dad was a great coach. He is his second generation coach now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy is amazing that way. The way that he works with the kids and everything. And I just see the type of dedication that guys like them and there's there's dozens of them mm-hmm. uh, put in. And I'm like, I, I I just don't think that I could give my time that way yeah. because I have so many other things going on. You did do a two day teach school with jason lawrence i believe for it ended in disaster correct i I think we worked together for eight days yeah (laughs) okay eight days longer yeah no he talked to me for two of them okay (laughs) uh all right let's get to roger roger what's going on welcome to the fly race and moto 60 show hey what's going on steve what's up uh you saying that the vocals are so strong at Southwick? how do you think robbie marshall will do this weekend on a two-stroke is he is he in? Is Marshall in? I didn't know. I didn't get the final word. Is he he's in on a two stroke? I mean, according to his Facebook page, he said he's ripping it on Saturday on the two stroke. So yeah, well, I mean, he'll do all right. He's good there. The two stroke is not the bike to have there. I don't think. Accord, uh, yeah, according to his own foot. His own Facebook page, he was ripping. Right, right. <laughs> Robbie Marshall said Robbie Marshall was ripping. Um, the uh, uh, Jimmy D is coming back too. I, I think Jimmy D could potentially put in the top ten. He's been riding Southwick a lot. Well, you know, so yeah, uh, you know that's uh, that's interesting that you mentioned mentioned Robbie there right after we talked about that. Uh, Buddy Antonez and myself actually went back and and uh, coached Robbie and and Jimmy and the guys for a week. Uh, oh, okay. Man. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like oh two, oh three, something like that. So, you know, the the sand is such a, a unique technique um, when you've got that flow and you can carry the momentum. Uh, you, you know, Robbie is, I mean, hell, he was close to winning Southwick that same day that Michael Byrne was, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm just not sure in this day and age that riding any two-stroke uh, against the four-strokes is the way to go. But it never know. be popular. It will yeah, be it, it will be. Uh, thanks, Raj. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Uh, quickly touching on 250 class, Fro, before we uh, let you go here on the show. Uh, we talked about this on my uh, Pulp Show on Monday and a little bit. So, Cooper Webb, three out of the last four motos, two national wins in a row. The points lead uh, after Joey Savacci uh, went down in the second moto at Red Bud. I... I would bet on Cooper Webb winning this title now. I really would. He toughed out this wrist injury. Lots can happen. There's still 12 motos left, but 
I like Cooper's chances right now to hold on to this thing. Like he, he's just he kind of bided his time with this injury, and now he's riding during the week, and now he's practicing, and now he's won two races in a row. What say you, Fro? I would say that this last couple of weeks, the last couple of races, has been what I've been expecting mm-hmm. from from Cooper Webb for a while now, and. Uh, for whatever reason, Jeremy Martin is is just not got things put together like he did. Uh, Webb seems to have the eye of the tiger. I I think that uh, you're still going to see uh, Joey Savacci dig deep and get himself back into this. Um, far from over, but but my one statement is that this is the type of rides I've been expecting out of Cooper Webb for the last couple of years. So I expect him now that he's got it figured out. I expect him to be consistent, but by no means do I think that Savachi is out of it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll go back and forth, but I just like Coop to be standing there at the end. He's like a young Jeff Hemme catching fire in the second half at the Nationals. Yeah, well, you don't you don't like Jerry Savachi? Yeah, exactly. That's how it goes in our sport, right? If you if you say anything like that, you, you don't hate him? You don't like him? Uh, I think Joey's been great. He's been real surprised. Yeah. Um, I just think Cooper, and this again, no slam on Joey. I think Cooper in his, is an elite talent in a sport. I see him winning a 450 Supercross title down the road. I really do. I think he's a special guy, uh, press conferences or not. And um, that's what these guys do. Guys like yourself, McGrath. Oh, you just Cooper like Webb. you just like him for his for his press conference. No, no, that one. No, no I. No. I mean, I, I've stated many times. Like, I have no idea how Cooper or his team could possibly think that skipping press conferences is cool. Like, you can't. Yeah. You just can't do that. You know. Yeah, that, I mean, but, uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. were. Yeah, you were in Italy with this couple couple weeks ago i mean there's press conference after press conference and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, is, how, yeah that's how you pay the bills you know that's that's part of it that's what the companies pay you for i mean bruce sernstrom at kawasaki told me many times he said look 50 percent of what i pay you is to go win races the other 50 percent is to help me sell motorcycles yeah so yeah. so if you don't want it and this wasn't me but some other yeah, riders right if you don't want to do that then we will pay you fifty percent less, and we will and we will have no problem. You cannot do any autograph signings. Yeah, you cannot do any media. Nothing. You can just go ride your motorcycle and go race. And then the agent and the rider are like, whoa, 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 hold on, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, but I, I yeah, I like Webb right now to uh, to stand there above everybody. Let's take a couple more calls here with Jeff Emig on the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Dark Side, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Mattis? Going on? Hey, I just I sent you an email yesterday, but I want to say on air how much I appreciate all the help I've gotten since listening to your show in the last five or six months. Um, oh, good, good to hear. Got a lot of discounts. Got a lot of help from Kiefer. Uh, I talked to that John is, Anderson yesterday. That is a paid endorsement. If I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll slip you some money, Dark Side. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, oh, as Lord. a matter of fact, I was on BTO last night, and I put some of the Emig ODI grips on in my wish list for next week when I get paid. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, hey, I like yeah, John, John Anderson <laughs> hooked me up yesterday, and I just I've only been listening five or six months, and uh, I've got a lot of help. You know, well, you've been helpful. Just a lot of entertainment. I appreciate what you do, man. So no. don't let those guys that hate beat you down. Do not go hockey full time. No, I won't. I will not. Thanks, uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for the support of right, uh, the sponsors. Supporting the sponsors supports us, and then that allows us to uh, to get a guy like Jeff Emig on every week, which is a uh, pretty awesome insight and pretty awesome to do. Uh, last question for you, Fro from Joe. Joe, you have a question for Jeff about an old KX250. Well, yeah, I do have a question for Jeff. So I was watching a video from 97 or 98 where he was promoting a product. I was never able to find this product to actually buy, and I wondered if it actually ever came to market, and I wanted to ask Jeff Emmett about that. All right, what is it? Go ahead. He's on the line. So, Jeff, I was watching this video, and it was a, a breakfast cereal that you were promoting called Emigos with Brand, huh, and I never was yeah. able to find that in the stores. Did that ever come out? Uh, no, we... Um the the, the um, uh, fiber content was too high, and <laughs> the FDA wouldn't let it. They wouldn't let it fly there, so oh. it was all all natural, uh, made in Humboldt County, California. So <laughs> that would have been uh, that would have been great, yeah, Fro, for sure. Um, well, uh, another week down. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, Southwick, uh, coming up this weekend. Next week is Millville, another track, Fro, that. Uh, 
you were very good at um, uh, coming oh, up next yeah. week in Millville. So good uh, good luck with everything with the Husky, the uh, United States Motorcycle Coaching Association as well. Husky Husqvarna brand ambassador, Jeff Emig. That seems weird to even say, but we'll get used to it. Um, thank you, uh, bud. Well, thanks for having me on again, and uh, thanks for all of your callers uh, for joining us, and thanks, everybody, for listening. All See right. Next week. See you, man. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Emig, everybody, and Jason Thomas on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Presented by NFAB. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. We gave away a Nate Freak backpack. Took some calls. MAGO question. Badass Jack and Coke question was coming up next, I think. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Tis Legendary, thank you for all your hard work. My pleasure. Go spend some time with the body issue, and uh, we'll see you next week.